Zemmel, we've been plugging these guys for a while. Elite Sports, they're the band that, or they're the company, I should say, who works with Texas State athletes, works with a bunch of athletes across the country to create original brands. And, you know, they get a little NIL money out of it too. So they're creating brands for their team. And then you get to support the athlete themselves too. So it's a really cool Elite deal. Sports, man. I love it. E-L-T-E, uh, sports.com. If you use code SQUARE, you help us out, help the show out. Um, but yeah, they got a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, my favorite still is Ben McClain's, uh icy kind of vintage looking jersey that he's got of himself. It's just like four Ben McClain's doing different things. It's pretty sick. Check them out, elitesports.com. Uh, I also have a bunch of different athletes for them too. I'll pop up here too. I use code SQUARE. Check it out. Tired of winning the tailgate but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. Andrew, uh, when we started this series, Great Bobcats, I was like, there's so many. It feels like we're so behind in so many ways. But we're trying to catalog some of the greatest Bobcats who've ever come across Texas State. And it's funny because we got two that we actually covered, right? We hit Brian London, probably the best defensive player in the last six, seven years. And then we had maybe the greatest women's basketball player in Texas State history in Taylor Deere today. And, uh, you know, if you missed her when she was playing, played from 2014 to 2018, then those four years, she not only accomplished pretty much everything you could want to accomplish as a, a Texas State athlete, but was top 10 in a litany, a litany in pretty much every single counting stat you could do at Texas State. Still top 10. So like, And it, what's funny, and this, you know, we're always going to plug it. I think it was like 2018, 2019, I wrote the infamous now article of my all-time Texas State women's basketball team. And uh, it still holds up. Taylor Deere, I have her on the, I had her as a starting point guard. And, you know, I love Kennedy Taylor. I still think that she's my starting point guard. Give me Taylor. She's just, was so good. I remember going to some of those games um, just as a fan and watching her just dish the ball out. I still don't think there's anyone better, like you were saying. Um, I mean, the stats speak for themselves, but um, just the way that she carries herself. And it's really interesting to talk to her now, too, as a professional athlete. Um, like, and like what, like has gotten her this far in her career has been her own network, you know, being well, the kind of floor general too. And I'll tell you what, man, talking to her and, you know, just reminiscing right now with you doing those post-game interviews with her, she was very buttoned up then. She was very professional then. And it's the same player today. You know what I mean? It's Taylor. Yeah. all business, man. And I, you know, you got to appreciate it. That's why she's a two-time champion. Can you guess her major? Uh, wasn't MassCom. No. You think business? You, no, because that's immediately what I thought when I started talking to her. Applied arts and sciences. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't have guessed that. Mm-mm. So yeah, this is our talk with Taylor Deer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Squaring Around. This is a show we like to call Great Bobcats. Where we talk to the greatest Bobcats who put on the maroon and gold. We're here with Taylor Deer, uh, <laughs> who's I, I was looking at your stuff, Taylor. You have like 10 like stats right now where you're like top 10 Bobcat to do an assist, do anything on the basketball court. That's pretty insane. 
So we just wanted to know, like, what are you up to now? Uh, and how's everything been since since leaving Texas State? Well, um, as you know, I've played in about four to five different countries since. Um, I just came from winning the title in Iran the second time. Uh, now I'm just in here in Houston for the summer and the fall, coaching and training for software elite. So still in the basketball world, still, you know, putting my time in the basketball. That's all I can do. Well, I want to talk about also, the coaching. You're also a YouTuber, Taylor. You're a, a food <laughs> and travel YouTuber. I think that's super <laughs> sick. I also you have great content. Uh, you've been watching. That's great. I've been watching. Well, because <laughs> I looked you up. Because you have a very unique name, right? I have a unique name too, Jacob Taylor. Cool name. <laughs> so I just Googled you and the first thing that popped up was your travel stuff. And I was like, really? Over basketball? No way. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to be consistent with it. I got more coming soon for sure. Well, we can talk about that. I do want to say that the algorithm is different for you and me, Jacob, because I Google Taylor Deer and it pops up Texas State uh, roster spot. <laughs> so that just goes to show which one of us is doing more research when it comes to prepping for these podcasts. All right, let's. I'm a world traveler. You're stuck in uh, North Dakota. So, we all got to do our own things. Let's talk about world travels because that's where I wanted to start this, Taylor. Because you mentioned five different countries. Can you list them off? Where where all of you bounced around since 2018? I started in Finland. Then I went to Slovenia. Then I went to Iran. Then I played in Ukraine. Then I went back to Finland. Then I went back to Iran. Well, I guess that's four countries. And that's, Ukraine, Iran, yeah. <laughs> that's still a lot. And one of those is not like the others. So let's talk about the uh, the Eastern Bloc. Which one? Well, I was going to say Finland, Slovenia, Ukraine. What? Like That's got to be crazy to start your career pretty much, I guess, on the exact opposite side of the spectrum from Texas weather. Yeah, it, it was insane. It was a huge adjustment trying to get adjusted to the weather. And the culture, it was a huge culture shock for me, but it was great. Like, I love, you know, being in different situations in different places with different people, learning new culture. So I adjusted pretty quickly, but it was really, really cold. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's something we have in common. Uh, tell what what's the story from kind of the culture shock between, you know, Finland, Slovenia, and, uh, and you know, years in Texas? Well... As you know, I'm from Houston, so it's like fast-paced city life. Everyone speaks English, so going to a different country, small town, not fast-paced, slow. No one speaks. Well, in Finland, it's more of an English-speaking country. That's more of a higher English-speaking country out of all four, but just different culture. No one really speaking English. Like It's not really a lot of people of my color. Uh, but it was great. Like the people loved me. I adjusted well. I didn't really like the food too much. I had to find little different things that I liked, the food stuff, and just like how the people interact and stuff like that. It was just a different adjustment. And like just being away from my family for so long, it was kind of tough. And it was hard because Finland, it gets dark at about 4 30. And it's super cold. So it's like, I'm away from my family. It's super cold. It's dark. So I had to deal with little stuff like that. So I had a couple tough times. And then the time zone difference is insane, too, I'm sure, if you're trying to you know, keep up with it. Eight-hour difference. That's a rough yeah. one. 
<laughs> that 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 is that's that's just a rough a rough deal. Um, we talk about the food. Just they don't season it or what? <laughs> not not a big Ludafisk fan. Yeah, they don't season it that good, and it's different. Like my first couple days, they so they gave me salmon soup. I never had salmon in the soup, but it's one of their like top feeling dishes. It's really good though, but a lot of different foods I didn't like, and like I had to like cook for myself, so. That was kind of rough, but it was cool. So what's the pace of play, the difference between playing Sunbelt basketball, which I think was competitive when you were in the league. Now it's getting to a different level. It's pretty pretty damn competitive now, too, um, versus playing over there. I feel like the Sunbelt was kind of more competitive than over there, to be honest. Wow. I feel like it was more competitive than the Finland League when it comes to everybody, like, we only in Finland it's like four teams as at the top that were like pretty good. Like but in a sun belt, you anybody could lose any given day. So it's sometimes not like that overseas. And it for sure wasn't like that in Slovenia or Ukraine or you run Iran. Like I feel like the sun belt was way harder. Wow. All right. Yeah. Good good right. stand for the sun belt. Now, all right, let's talk about Iran because that that is a completely different cultural difference than the Eastern Bloc. So you go from that to then Iran, and that what is that, like a 14-hour time difference? It's about 10 and a half. 10 and a half? Okay, what was that, what was that experience like? It's great, but they don't have good internet connection, so my internet was slow. I really couldn't talk to my friends and family all the time. Instagram, Twitter, slow. Like, they, like, blocked. Instagram, Twitter, WhatsApp, Snapchat. Like, I had to use VPN to use the internet. All right, just stuff like that. Then, you know, of course, I have to wear the hijab. All the women there have to wear the hijab in the games, in the streets, or whatever. Like, it's just... And nobody speaks English that good in Iran. Nobody. I was going to say, you know, Jacob's watching travel documentaries. I'm over here trying to cut tape of Taylor Deer. And it was tough the first time I watched some of the highlights that I could find on YouTube or whatever. It's very difficult to pick which who's who out of the uh, off the roster. You know what I mean? I'm just saying it was it was difficult for me. I think I picked out where you were and uh, some of the skills that you were bringing. You're still a very good shooter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need it at the pro level to set yourself apart. You got to be a great shooter. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. The cultural difference in Iran, clearly, like, that's important. But also, you won a title, you know. So what was that like to be on a championship team? Well, I won two in Iran. So the first time when I first won it, it was crazy because that was my first championship as a pro. Like, I feel like that's, like, every Hooper's dream to win a championship, like, at the pro level. So when I won it, I just felt like on top of the world. Like I felt like all my hard work paid off. It was just a great feeling. And like all the people in the run just was congratulating me, my family, my friends. I just felt really great and like really felt like all my hard work really paid off. And to go back to back, what was the second trip like? Like to try to try to go back to back. when I came to Barman, they kind of like expected us to win. But when I came this time to Tiros, 
we were like in third or fourth place. So it was like, oh, like they expecting the number one or number two team to win the title. They're not really expecting us to win. So it was like, I really had to go in, you know, change the culture, change the environment and like up our team to a level of championship mentality and to go out there and win again with doubt from everybody, you know, it was just great. Like, so you're like a vet now, huh? Yeah. That's hard to believe. You're, you're in the like system. I said, you're locked in. It don't feel like I'm a bit, but yeah, I'm a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so you come into that locker room and what, what is like a leadership style that Taylor Deer brings to the table? We don't really have locker rooms like that. It's more like come to the court, come to practice, okay. bring the leadership. So just stand in my my teammates' ears about details. And, you know, if somebody is lagging and they're a starter on our team, like, you know, you need to pick it up because we try and win a championship. We can't have the younger girls looking at us like we're lagging and they can do the same thing, stuff like that. Um, just staying focused, learning the plays, telling my teammates they locked in with the plays and really focusing on our game plan and our defense, like, bringing energy on defense and practice, bringing focus on our offensive plans and defense plan and practice. So it could really transfer, transfer and flow into the game easily. Like I don't, I, I bring that focus and energy to the team to know like, okay, like Taylor's locked in. We got to lock in too. <laughs> How do you get over the language barrier there when you're trying to get people like locked in on defense? Cause I can't imagine it's easy to say switch, switch, switch in like, you know, five different languages. <laughs> after a while, they understand what I'm saying. So <laughs> after a while, I understand what they're saying and they understand what I'm saying. And we also use like hand gestures. We use that a lot. So if they want to, or the coach tells beforehand what we're doing on defense. If we're switching, if we're going under, over. So, like, if they're not doing that, got to tell them, like, instantly. <laughs> you know? The language wow. of basketball is pretty important, I think. Do yeah. you, I guess going back to your travel stuff, you know, um, a lot of people ask y'all, or, you know, you, I guess, specifically, like, oh, where are you guys from? And I've always heard when you're traveling the country, maybe in places that aren't like super like friendly to the Western world, is to say that you're from Texas first before you saying you're from America. As you've done that a couple of times too in your videos, like oh, I'm from Texas, I'm from Houston, you know. Does that help a lot, any, or does that you know people think cowboys and stuff probably? Yes, yes, they think country cow, cowboys, cow boots, cowgirl hats, like that's what they think, and just dry, but. That's, you know, that's the persona from different people across the world, but that's not the real persona here. San Marcos has a great nightlife. Did you, is there any <laughs> nightlife over there? Like, no. No? <laughs> Zero? They don't have bars, clubs, none of that. It's forbidden. So it's no oh nightlife. So the nightlife is go to your friend's house your teammate house, make dinner and dance in the house. So. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Jacob's trying to get down in Baghdad, man. That's crazy. Jacob's asking they have, where. They have lounges, like hookah lounges with food, but probably close at like 10 or 11 o'clock. So no square night. 
yeah, no, no nightlife, no altitude, three in the morning, no. Well, I guess what that means is like, you know, if you want to look at silver lining, I guess everybody's bodies are like in tip top shape, you know, no alcohol consumption, no, mm -hmm. you know, late nights. I guess everybody you're getting the best basketball, I guess. It's yeah. pure. <laughs> you don't really see like a lot of obese people or nothing like that. Like everybody's pretty slim in shape, stuff like that, because alcohol is forbidden, no bars, clubs, so. Nobody's coming to practice with a hangover, so everybody's uh, locked in. I mean, good. Yeah. I mean, good stuff. Glad we got that out of the way, Jacob. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's a huge <laughs> difference. I'm sure. When just I like you, you talked about a little bit about uh, the culture, leadership culture, stuff like that. Like, uh, I feel like that's like what like um, like the Western world like views it as too. Is like not just the on the court stuff, but the off the court stuff too. You take away like a huge aspect of that. You know, you don't have to worry about none of that. <laughs> yeah it's wild man um what everybody talks about in, in the i should say in america we talk about like the the pay disparity between pro ball players for men and women what does that look like for you through a couple teams a couple different leagues now is it like is it okay pay when we're talking about playing overseas as a professional women's basketball player it's so it's okay like because Say you do a job here in Houston, they're not going to pay you as much as they pay you overseas. Like, you know, a, like a part-time job, it it's not like that. But it's a huge difference between men and women. So men get way more than we do. But that's, that's across the board. Yeah, that's with everything. So it's okay. Like it it affords me, you know, pays well for me sometimes. But – you also have to prove yourself. So you can go from really low pay first year, second year, then you prove yourself and you can jump up to a two thousand more dollars, three thousand more dollars, four thousand more dollars than you were your first year. So a lot of things you have to prove yourself. That's just like in a work field in America as well. So so what so is five my bad. My bad. I was gonna say five years out of college, Taylor. What would you be tell? What would you tell yourself when you just graduated college? Like, if you could go back and say something to yourself about this pro career that you've had so far to prepare yourself. Uh, prepare myself. I think I was pretty prepared for the most part. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, that's yeah. great. So, what'd you like do to prepare? Being under the tape. Playing for Texas State really prepared me a lot for the pro level because it's like when you get to the pro level, it's way easier. So you have no homework, no work to deal with. All you have to deal with is basketball. <laughs> so, and then you're away from everything. You don't really have distractions. So it's way easier. And competition, like less sometimes. Like sometimes you play top teams, of course. Like against, I didn't play against a few WNBA pairs, stuff like that. But a lot of times, the team's not that good. So I just feel like character was built in college. A lot of stuff about being punctual, being professional, all was built in college to where I went to a pro level. It's just easy for me. Yeah. Wow. That's a ringing endorsement for Coach Z and the, the staff over there to say that I'll you feel like prepared. About, I'll speak highly about Cozy and the Texas State program forever. <laughs> That's great. Well, she got a new contract extension. Pretty uh, pretty excited about that. Do you text her? 
I didn't text her, but I did see it on uh, social media. But she really deserved it. Like, she puts in a lot of work and builds these girls' characters every year. So she deserved it. We spoke to her before the Sunbelt Conference Tournament this year, and uh, I think me and Zim were both ready to run through a wall at the end of that conversation. Just how much she loves Texas State, how much she wants uh, – uh, not even, I guess – like the focus for her is not really even like her. Like she's done a bunch of things in her own career and stuff, but it's always just been the team and that group of seniors too, the COVID seniors. That was cool. Um, I wanted to talk to you, I guess, about like the business side of it too. Cause I feel like that's something people struggle with at first, but it seems like mm-hmm. everything has been a breeze for you. But for me, <laughs> you know, obviously not fluent in like four languages and stuff like that. Like, how does that even work? Like playing in all these countries or like, you know, like ba- literally bouncing country to country. What as far as what like like even getting that page in front of you that's like play for this team we're in Finland or we're in you know so my first year I signed to an agency six ten management and they got me the contract in Finland and then you know I proved myself in Finland I got more accolades so a team in Slovenia seen my stats and they like okay, we want Taylor to be our point guard for the next year. So they reached out to them, and they reached out to me, and we signed a contract for the next year. But then after Slovenia, I just – I didn't really mess with the agency like that. I feel like they wasn't doing enough for me in that situation. So uh, we got the deal, and, no, I played with a girl in – from Ukraine in Iran. And uh, no, no, no. This is why. I had a teammate in Slovenia named Paulina, and she knew one of the Iranian agents. And he reached out to her and said, We need a point guard. You know, a point guard that's free right now. And she mentioned me. So he reached out to me. I got the contract signed. I went over there, got a championship. And the girl on my Iranian team was from Ukraine. So one of the Ukraine coaches was like, hey, Anna, do you know any point guard? We need a point guard that's free. <laughs> me. The coach reached out to me, signed the contract. So then I went to Finland again because Ukraine went to war with my old team. I went to Finland. And then the Iranian agent hit me up again later on, same thing. Like, we need a point guard. Are you free? Like, come out here. Signed the contract, just went out there. So the last three years just been all me just connections you're your point guard yeah i was gonna say taylor d your point guard for hire man that's great (laughs) real dude so what has it been easier or more difficult do you think not having an agent that's a good question (laughs) well it's been harder because i haven't been going to like euro league or like euro cup higher leagues but it's been easier to where I can go somewhere where I know that I'm loved and appreciated and I can ultimately win a championship. So is that the goal for you to play in the Euro League, to play for a Euro Cup? Yeah, or WNBA. I want to play like a higher league, like you know. Well, because it sounds like all these situations have been kind of like short term too. And but like you're you're thinking like short term, but also like the places you can make an impact the most, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's it's been a wild ride. So right now I'm not even with an agency right now. I've just been making my own connections. 
for the past three years. That's really cool that your network's even, you know, like, yeah, that, that's dope, man. Yeah. And it says how much the, your teammates like you as a point guard if they're saying, like, hey, you know, I'm... I know a point guard that's going to help me out. You know what I mean? Because you did a really good job distributing the basketball at Texas State. You know, Jacob mentioned it earlier, top 10 in assists, top 10 in points scored, and all that type of stuff. Have you felt like that is, like, where your game – what part of your game has kind of bl- – blossomed the most or made the biggest step up in the last three years, four years? I would say my leadership. Yeah. Hands down. Because I always had the skill, but I had my teammates to like lead me and get on my behind by everything. So it's like just that leadership and being a point guard and building, putting that championship mentality into my teammates. It takes a lot of leadership. So yeah, I would say leadership in. Jacob, I know you're biting at the chomp, chomping at the bit here to talk about uh, cooking. So I want to, I want to hear it. No, let's let's hear it. Let's hear the uh, the advent of the cooking channel, Taylor. <laughs> what cooking channel? Not cooking. Did you channel. say you have he, a? He, he's she's going around trying different foods. Oh, I'm trying different places. I'm... Yeah, she's trying different foods. All right, set it up for me then, Jacob. You re, you set the table. Oh, okay. Well, you know, what? I tried to talk to you about this earlier. Actually, I was like, you know, Taylor has a food blog. She's amazing. No, because I care about her playing basketball. <laughs> I care about Taylor as a person. <laughs> oh God. Um, uh, yeah. So how did that even get set up, Taylor? Like you're um, obviously you're in like different places. I'm assuming you haven't tried like Iranian bread before with the onions. You haven't tried uh, salmon soup like you were pl- saying before. Um, what was That's... like the weirdest thing you had ever eaten even before that? Obviously, Houston has a great culinary scene itself. Yeah, Houston has great food. But when I go overseas, it's just a lot of different things. And people always ask, what do you eat there? Like, what do you be doing out there? Like, what is life like? Like, so I just feel like I want to give people insight into my life because they always ask me, like, how is it out there? Like, so that's just what I want to do. Give people insight what it's like out there. So they want always have to ask me and like, I could just show them like, what is it like? Direct them to the YouTube channel. It's like, stop asking me dumb questions. Go subscribe. Start subscribing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Basically. give us a channel name. Plug it. All right. So my YouTube channel is called Things Taylor, Deer, Rare Life, Food, Travel, and Food Vlog. So it just gives you insight of what my basketball world, different foods I'm trying, different places I'm traveling to, different people that I meet out there. And sometimes they speak in different languages. You could hear it in the background or when they talk to me. So it's a lot of insight. It's very cool to watch. So I would advise everybody to go watch it and go subscribe. There you go. Learn Doing the plug. I like it. All right, let's talk about uh, your coaching. Because that's what you're doing through the summer and fall, correct, in Houston? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how'd you get involved with that? I just went on Indeed and looked at the top national AAU program, and it got me to this program, Software Elite, one of the top AAU programs in Houston. So right now I'm assistant coach of one of the ninth grade boys, but I train a lot. So we have, like, team training. I have different kids every day, boys, girls, all ages come in, train. I train big groups, small groups, individuals, you know, People pay me on the side, train their kids all the time. So that's just what I'm doing. I mean, that's cool. Is that something that you thought about doing before? Like, hey, like getting into coaching? 
of course, because my love for basketball, like, that's just a no-brainer. But the training part, I wasn't really into that, like, a few years ago. But now it's my moneymaker. <laughs> so I'm really, really into training, like, a lot. I really, really love it, too. So is that's that ultimately what you want to go down and start doing? Well, that's what I'm doing. So <laughs> No, I know, but, like, that's, like, you know, like, main thing, main thing, you know? Main thing, main thing. Yeah, main thing, main thing right now, for sure. That's great. Can you tell us any Texas State stories? As far as basketball, it doesn't matter. That's open ended. Whatever, whatever. When I say Texas State story, what's the story that you tell people overseas that, hey, what was college like for you? <laughs> That's just super vague. Like, it's so many stories. Like, That's why I mean, it's a good question because we can get a lot of different answers. <laughs> it's capital too, journalism over here, Taylor. Come on. Too many different answers. But All um, right, let's do basketball then. Yeah. Let's do basketball. Okay. Well, do do y'all know Erica May, right? Love Erica May. Yep. Okay. So I get really passionate on the court. Oh, therapists too. Let's talk about them. Those are my like sisters. Like we like this close. So I feel like in the when you're really a good team and you're really close to your teammates, something's going to happen because I got to hold you accountable. You got to hold me accountable. We hang out all the time, with each other all the time. But let's just say this. So uh, I know one day in the game, Erica did something that made me really mad, and I just, like, spazzed, like, what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. And she came to me like, you can't be uh, I don't know what she said, but she left a note in my locker and was like going off on me, blah, blah, blah. And she told Cozy, <laughs> like, we, um, I, I found out, I seen the note, I found out we were about to like fight everything. Like, what's up? Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we were about to fight and we're like this. So we, Cozy was like, come in my office, both of y'all. We go in cozy office next to each other, hash out everything. We go to the court and we're like high fiving and having a good like nothing ever happened. <laughs> like nothing ever happened. Like nobody would know that we just got into it. We was just arguing. So that's what I would say about like basketball, sisterhood, like things gonna happen on the court with your teammates, but at the end of the day, we all have one goal. We love each other. We're gonna fight, argue, but at the end of the day, come to a common ground. We all good. <laughs> That's a good story. That's a good one. I like that. Me and yeah. Zim will fight like that all the time. So I can really <laughs> Cats and dogs, man. He sends me the video rundown. And I go, look, dude, you can't do that. We we can't do that. And then he writes a letter and puts it in my mailbox and says, you know, a bunch of mean things to me. And, you know, at the end of the day, we end up uh, doing interviews. So it works out. <laughs> I was going to ask, what do you think uh, makes Coach Z so special, you know? Uh, her selflessness. Like, she always puts the team before anything. So just little things like going to her house as a team. She cooks for everybody. And we just go there, have a good time, chop it up. Uh, the way she care about the player more than the basketball, of course she cares about basketball, like, a thousand percent but she also cares about her players 
personally, you know, their personal life, their schoolwork, stuff like that. It's not all about basketball, Koji, all the time. And she really loves the program and loves her players, you know, 100%. Is that who got you to Texas State? Who was your main person who was recruiting you out of high Colin school? Colin Dorsey. I, I remember that day when I got offered a scholarship and everything. <laughs> well, tell me about it. So I was in my room. My mom was downstairs. Coach Dorsey called me and was like, hey, Taylor, you by your mom? Got some good news for you. I get up, run downstairs. I was like, now I'm by her? Like, what's the news? She's like, well, you know, we want to offer you a full-ride scholarship here at Texas State. And, like, I just start bawling. Because like, you know. <laughs> it was like, wow, like, you know, it's really happening. My mom starts screaming and shouting. Like, it was just a great feeling knowing, like, while well, I could take my talents to the collegiate level, it was just the greatest feeling ever. And that was your first offer and everything? Yeah. It's crazy. So, I'm That is crazy. That's wild. <laughs> so you did, well, how many other offers did you get? I probably only had, like, three or four more offers. It was, like, Florida and m uh, Southern Miss, and, like, what was the school? I don't know. So what know. was it because Texas State was the first one to offer, or what, what said, like, okay, Texas State's the one? Well, it was closest to home out of all of them. Two, they seemed, like, really interested, and I knew, like, I could make a difference in the program. Uh, also, I went on a visit, and I loved it out there. So it's just a no-brainer at that point. And it was, like, very family-oriented. So I just loved it. Great we fit for and my family. We were talking to uh, Brian London. You know, obviously, a lot of things have changed in the entire college athletics landscape, not just women's basketball. What do you, What's your opinion on the NIL stuff and, and – uh, do you wish you could have had something like that similar to? And and okay. if so, like, what place in San Marcos would you try to get, you know? Insomnia cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Insomnia cookies for sure. Uh, what else did I like? Oh, I like Zaxby's. That was like a little down the road. But I would say in San Marcos, Insomnia cookies and uh, Garcia's, the Mexican restaurant. Loved it. <laughs> Do you think you could have made a bag with the NIL? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Well, now there's so many different avenues. Like the football club has an NIL club where they're going to make some sort of kind of like video or something content, you know, for people who are just paying like a dollar, two dollars, whatever the donation amount is per month. So there's so many um, like different ways to get a deal not just with brand specific so yeah and yeah, i was gonna say I, you're the you could go i was gonna say you're the first athlete i've talked to since nil that's this humble about it because <laughs> across the board across the board does not matter if they were the backup kicker they're telling me oh, i could have made 100k easy could have cleared it so you're the first one to be like mm, i don't know let's be real here so yeah. i appreciate that i appreciate appreciate the honesty yeah i don't know for sure so well, Brian put his hands in his his face in his hands immediately and was like, I missed a bag, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I 
I would think I would get something, but you just never know. Everything's not guaranteed. So how do you keep up with the Bobcats over there? Is it pretty intermittently, I'm assuming? or you know? Yeah, so I have the ESPN app, and, like, the Bobcats are one of my favorites on the app. So a lot of the scores come straight to my phone all the time. Scores, stats. So I see it all. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, cool, Taylor. We just kind of wanted to, to catch up with you. Obviously, wanted to get you your your subscriptions up on YouTube and stuff. So, <laughs> looking forward to a bunch of other stuff that you're gonna do. Tell uh, Andrew go subscribe. Yeah, Andrew, go subscribe. <laughs> I'll subscribe right now. I'll boost your algorithm. Yeah, that's that's Both it. That's... Go subscribe. I need to get it to like a thousand. This will be this will be the end of the podcast. Here is me going to my YouTube and hitting subscribe. Jacob, do you already have it subscribed? No. Yeah, new video it. dropping on Tuesday too. Ooh, Ooh, all right. Okay, I just subscribed to our channel. Nice. That, no, now it's harder to get monetized on YouTube. You know. Yeah, I gotta get thousand subscribers, and people gotta watch my videos for a certain amount of hours. So it's time to. <laughs> you got to okay. do the ASMR. And just have that be the background video when we go to sleep. <laughs> Four hour yeah. of Taylor reviewing food. <laughs> well, do you remember when the women's final four was in uh, San, San Antonio, actually? Um, like all those players started getting really famous on TikTok because they were like, what the hell is this weight room situation? And that's when people really started to see like what the discrepancies were between men and women's sports. Obviously, it was a glaring issue the entire time. But that was like when a lot of people started to see, you know. And so now to see kind of all that stuff change um, and a lot of people get bags, you know, talk about the LSU women's team. That's probably all going to be millionaires. Oh, college. They getting a lot of recognition, million followers on Instagram. So, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm just glad our game is growing and people are seeing it more and really liking it. Cool. Well, thanks for joining stuff. us, Taylor. No problem. I enjoy it today. If you had a YouTube channel, I guess you already do pretty much by proxy with this show. <laughs> I don't think you have the keys to this one, though. I should send you the password. I don't need it. Keep keep the password to yourself. I do a pretty good job of trying to stay out of any uh, affiliated drama. And uh, if we got a mean YouTube comment, I might have to go on a little bit of a rant. So I'm glad that I don't see those comments. We're starting to get some actually, like pretty consistently. I posted that ROF yesterday and, or yeah, yesterday. We're recording this on Friday for everybody listening on the backlog. Um, but yeah, we're starting to get a bunch of comments. So we might have to come up with a way to do mailbags. More. Mailbag, mailbag. Yep. But our last Easy's one was content the biz. Anyway, I, I love Taylor. You, if you were a YouTuber, what would be your like niche content to get into? Taylor's Ooh. talking about. Uh, you know, being a women's basketball player, what's it like to be in this profession overseas? What are you thinking? I'm thinking I rate all the different types of German food in North Dakota because I can tell you there's a bunch. Ludafis really? is pretty, hey, pretty damn cool. good. Have you ever heard of the word flesh kikla? Is that the so it, pancake or is that the word? It's not. So here's what it is it's a, essentially a thin hamburger, right? Thin hamburger patty, uh, deep fried. Really good. The way I had it is they tried to do a little Tex-Mex action or North Dakota Mex action. They cut it in half and fill it with action. And they tried it. They cut it in half and fill it with uh, lettuce and tomatoes and whatever else and try to make it a taco. So it's a flesh kikla taco. 
Um, it was something else. So I would probably do that if we're going in the vein of food. Do you know what okonomiyaki is in Japan? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's illegal to say. It's a pancake that's made out of cabbage, and they mix vegetables and stuff in. They fry it kind of like on a stone, a stove, mm. a stone top, you know, Mongolian style. And the, yeah, it's pretty cool. Sounds like gilded, uh, gilded poverty. Yeah, but I, I like talking to people with varied interests, you know, because with Taylor, it's never just been basketball. She's a really interesting person. Um, and so when I figured out she had a travel blog on YouTube, if you look her up, that's like one of the first things, obviously for you and me, it's a little different because <laughs> when I look her up, it's the first thing when, uh, you looked her up, obviously Texas state. It was, it was Texas state, you know, number two, cause I, I pulled it up when we were talking to her. It mm-hmm. was, uh, the Euro scouting report on her. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Good passer. Uh, it said she's an unwilling defender. So I was like, interesting. I thought she played pretty good defense. Kind of weird scouting report for Taylor Deere. We're going to have to undersized. Yeah. Undersized. Undersized. Let me see what she is. Uh, five, nine. She wasn't, I don't think she's six foot. Uh, no, you're wrong. How tall is she? At Texas state, she was listed at five, five her senior year. Five, five. Yeah. Undersized. Maybe that's why she was an unwilling defender. Maybe she just was undersized. Yeah, she's not trying to take a charge in the paint. <laughs> yeah, bad trans, bad translation. You're playing in the Eastern Block. I mean, <laughs> I'm not getting in front of anybody. I do get a kick out of that. We completely glided over the war in Ukraine. So shout out to us staying non-political on the podcast. Well, I mean, that's hard to get into too. Like, what do you say to a person whose entire career depends on this you know, livelihood? Hopefully, that transition was at the end of the season. You know. Hate to be going through those first season struggles and then out of nowhere, all this stuff happens literally overnight. I'll never forget I was producing in in Corpus Christi about to go on air and ABC took my feed and it's just David Muir for an hour and a half. That sounds like a uh, uh, bad idea. I don't think I'd want to see him for an hour and a half. David Muir is awesome. That's I don't I was trying to make a wet like a wet dream joke, but I, I went through the Rolodex and I was like, I don't think that's anybody's wet dream. David Muir. But really Obviously. cool conversation. I'm glad we got to talk to her after a championship run. So now she's won two titles overseas. Uh, probably going to be a coach at some point. It wouldn't be I hope that she gets her chance to play at the EuroLeague. I hope she gets a chance to play at the EuroLeague. I hope she gets a chance for the WNBA. You never know. Things Crazier things happen, you know? So I hope, I hope she gets a shot. She kind of alluded to this too, but coaching is her main thing. You know? Like, I thought playing, yeah. I thought playing was the main thing. The the money is what it's kind of like one of those things, right? Like it's the money is the main thing right now. I would be it's very hard, I think, for a player to be like the main thing right now is coaching when like the main thing is playing. You still would want to play. And she's still young. She still has a lot of career left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I it would be so cool to see her in the Euro League. There's so many Bobcats in the Euro League right now. Or not Euro League, but Euro League adjacent. They're in Europe playing basketball, I should say. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, it's kind of like how Premier League works, where you get relegated. It's kind of like those teams that are not like in the like Euro League, but like farm system, like one step away. Great Bobcats! Thanks for listening, everybody. The goat, the deer. Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up. Mm-hmm.